When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay. That's all. That's Espo. We will be joined by my Gerald saxophone? a little bit later. You gotta keep letting it ride. You're so aggressive oh about gosh. your saxophone. Leah's all over the place today. <laughs> I can't take it. You leave Leah alone. No. No Leah slander on this Nobody show. Nobody is safe from my rap. Well, it was a successful little road trip for the Phoenix Suns, winning a pair after defeating the Pelicans last night. And now the Rockets tonight, 129 to 112. The Suns are also now 43 and 0 and entering the fourth quarter with the lead. Snaps to the Suns. That's just another day and another Suns win. (laughs) What are you going to do? Still worried about the game? No. Okay. I'm good. Told you. Are you? Are you both good? Because you're both like very like. I was. I thought you were going to just move on to the next uh, point. I didn't. Are we supposed to give you a reaction right now? Um, yeah, that's how it's literally been since we started. Was like initial reactions was the wait, first there's thing. There's a rundown, on the rundown of the show. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. The uh, Phoenix Suns are the best <laughs> team in the NBA. Suck it, Clutch City. <laughs> just realized Gerald's next door, uh, listening to Monty <laughs> talk, and I really hope his mic's turned up for that. I mean, I feel like Gerald is one of the, uh, the type of guy who. Mutes in mic. between speaking. I hope, he, I hope he forgot. I definitely <laughs> think Gerald is that type. Plus, of you don't get to talk sure. unless you're called on. So that's, that's true. true. So that's we're true. you're good, Espo. Don't worry that's about unfortunate. it. Unfortunate. All right, let's tip things off and go to the bar, Espo. What are we drinking tonight? We are drinking the Tipsy Texas Tea because they were in Texas tonight. So and the Rockets felt a little tipsy after the uh, fourth quarter ass kicking that they got. Well, so. they were a little drunk tonight. Let's be honest. Like they were. <laughs> They were really feeling themselves. Some, some I was parts like, which one? The Rockets or the Suns? No, the Rockets. Rockets they were yeah. they were drunk. Like they they completely were talking out of their ass, talking shit. I'm like, dude, you guys are like, you won like what, 14 games, 17 games? Shut up, just they, shut up. They were treating it like a dunk contest at times too. Like it, it was just some very immature play, which we're aware. I mean, we went through that time here over the last handful. You of can't years, be mad so. at Houston for. Having some feelings about making it hard for the best team in the NBA. Oh, uh, it, was, it was fake hustle. It's fake hustle. Like that, that's what that's what it, that young teams. That's what they have. They have fake hustle. They don't understand what it takes to win in the league, and they they try to pump themselves up even though they know they're going to lose. It's fake hustle. Like, like Mikhail. Yeah, but you got to uh, start somewhere. <laughs> like Mikhail yeah. said to the Rockets bench, "Cut it out with that showboating crap." After he had a dunk, so <laughs> I, I yeah, win something before you act like it's uh it's time to showboat and dunk contest it, you know. All right, well, we are gonna name our draft king king of the game here, pretty close to the top of the show, but, but before we do, a few disclaimers from so, Saul Bookman. So first of all, uh, you know, Jordan had the Jordan rules that book that was made about him. Tonight we are unveiling. The Booker Rules. Let's go with the graphic, baby. There it is. The Booker Rules. He's so damn good. We would give him... Oh, man. Look at that. Look at that awful, awful last name. That's not my last name. (laughs) Oh, my God. We have a graphic up right now that says the Booker rules, the inside story of why Devin Booker may or may not be the draft king, king of the game by Saul accidentally spelled Bookerman instead of Bookman. I think it's perfect. (laughs) I do think it kind of works out really well, to be honest. Emma's fine. Um, this is my two weeks. <laughs> yeah. before, before you fire me, this is my two weeks. <laughs> Emma, the intern, doing the best she can. 
but we have decided here um, in the VIP lounge that we're going to have to set some standards for naming Devin Booker our draft king, king of the game, because if we don't, you can make the argument that he deserves it every single night for the most part. Yes, so what could. kind of standards do you guys want to put in place for this? For Devin Booker to get draft king of the game, he has to have at least 30 points or 10 assists. Like those two, one of those two things has to be met um, for him to be the draft king of the game. Or a windmill dunk. <laughs> if he if he makes up for the one he missed, we can give him a, a, a draft So game. I'm sorry. If he goes 29-9-9... It's not Sorry, Devin. Enough. Just not, not enough. enough but just because he does go more than 30 Doesn't points or 10 assists yeah. does not mean he's guaranteed, which leads us to tonight's draft king, king of the game. We're going to give it to Tori Craig, who finished the game with 21 points, 14 rebounds, and he was perfect from the field, 8 of 8. Congratulations to Tori. He got the start tonight. He took full advantage of those minutes. Three assists, two blocks as well. Mm -hmm. and, uh, great crown placement. It's tough to do a crown placement when you got a headband and uh, you got to squeeze the crown in there. So uh, good work on that one, Leah. But Thank you. Tori Craig uh, coming up big with Jay Crowder out. And like we said in pregame, this is one of the things you, you have depth for. So you can let a guy like Jay rest who had a sore groin and you're not going to miss a beat, and they didn't. Torrey Craig actually played better than we've seen Jay Crowder play at times this season. So uh, Torrey's starting to feel it again, and that's huge. They needed the Torrey Craig that they saw last year in a Suns uniform. He's starting to hit those long-range shots. He's rebounding like he always has. I think it's a good sign for the Suns. That's what said it all. I'm good. Let's go. That's Should cool. I have left something for you? I, no, sorry, you said so. it all. I, I don't really have anything to add to that. He, he, Every single point he made was extremely accurate. I'm just, like I said last night, I'm excited to see that Tori has found his rhythm, his groove with this yeah. team because it did take a little bit of time, and that's to be expected, right? Even though there was a little bit of continuity from last season, he did have – they had a mild breakup, right? They saw some other people in the interim and they had to remember what each other's favorite flowers and food was when they came back together. So I'm just glad to see <laughs> like that. <laughs> we went far on that. And I, he had to remember how they'd like to be whispered to. I'm going to ask Gerald to ask any of the players at any point in time, whether it be just in passing, shoot around or anything, what is Tory Craig's favorite flower? What? No, because we were talking about relationships when when Tory Craig when the it was announced that he was rejoining the Suns, we joked that it was like you broke up and mm -hmm. then you got back together. And then when he talked to Gerald and the rest of the crew out there, he said the same thing. It's like a relationship you can't get away yeah. from. Like you break up and you get back together. I was just bringing the oh. joke back around. I'm sorry, y'all yeah. missed it. No, I got it. They had to remember. <laughs> What song got Tori in the mood to play? You know, they obviously played it before oh the game today. Gosh. There's all sorts of uh, things that they had to remember, but uh, they're making beautiful music together now. So, Ive, well, flowers for Tori Craig. But here's the thing. I don't want to just gloss over. I know we joked about the Devin Booker rules, but I don't want to gloss over what Devin um, does do every single night. So he finished with 36 points four assists and four rebounds. Let's give a little bit of love to D book as well, because he really got to go in there late in the game. The, like I said, the Rockets at least made this interesting for their fans. If nothing else, like we knew all, all 12 of them in attendance. Tonight. We knew deep down inside that even though they had kept this game close and that it was an entertaining game, that at some point in time, the Suns would pull away and they would just, Finish this game out and get the W. Can we can we go to um, can I take my shot? Because that that that's exactly what we're going to allude to right there. Sure. And then we can come back to this. Yes. We're just blowing through all. No, no. We'll, through come, all we'll, come, we'll come back, but this, it flows well right now. It does. It really okay. Does, I promise. <laughs> well, it's time to take your shot. Presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. At the 8.09 mark of the third quarter, these pesky Rockets thought that they were in the game. And it took me back to when the Suns in 2018 had 19 wins 
and they thought they'd be in the game and they they'd compete a little bit here and there. And but you always knew, like if if uh you know if if the opposing team who was much better than you put a little bit of a run together, you had to be perfect in that stretch. Otherwise, it'd fall apart and the game would get away from you, and that would be it. There they would never give you a chance to get back in the game. Tonight, eight oh nine left in the game or in the third quarter. Uh, the Suns just hit back-to-back shots. No big deal. Everything's okay. The Rockets, you can sense the pressure. They miss. Devin Booker hits a three. They come back down. They miss. Kind of gets a little loosey-goosey. Next thing you know, three minutes later, they're down by 12. And that's game. That's game. Like, the the Rockets were never in it after that. They never had a chance. Um, You know, the Suns are such a good team. They just, they're methodical. They're consistent. And when you're playing against a young team like this who doesn't really know how to how to play the game at this level come from, from beginning to end like this, that's why they're always in spurts. Um, it just takes a lot of time. And so the, the Suns are there. The Suns are a well-oiled machine, and that's tonight's Take Your Shot. One more time, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Um, I agree with that. I think it's just the that's one of the best things about being a fan of the Suns right now is just knowing and having that trust that even if things get a little bit shaky, majority of the time, they're going to figure it out. They're going to put some really good basketball together and inevitably win the game. You know, what's so funny is, is at the end of the game when when it was, I think, a seven point lead or, yeah. or maybe eight. Um, and I said, well, OK, I always say when you have CP3 and you have Devin Booker. Like you're gonna be okay at the end of the game, uh, and Book had the ball and he kind of he kind of told everybody to get away, and I could just see it, I could just feel it. I was like, okay, this this is about to be game, and then he did that beautiful step back three that kind of rolled around the rim, hit the backboard, and went in. It was just like Jesus, and then he doubled down real quick right after that, hit another three. And that that guy is just he's a he's a closer now. He's a closer. He's absolutely a closer. He's got that mentality to close teams out. And so when you have two clutch players on your team, it's insane. Well, and it was one of those. I mean, we joke around about the Jordan meme. It was the, and I took that personally. You could tell they took uh, some of that showboating personally. And Devin, they they cut to a shot, and it was CP three and uh, and book. They're laughing after they went on that run at the end of the game, and it's like. I guarantee it was like all these kids thought that they they had a chance. Well, you don't really, and it winds up being a 17-point win for the Suns. It really wasn't in question after that stretch that Saul talked about. So I I love when Book gets in that mode. Mikhail was uh, was also down the stretch uh, pretty, pretty nice as well. A lot of options for this team to turn to offensively. Depleted bench was the big reason that this wasn't a wire-to-wire blowout because they just did not have the horses on the bench. When you when you take Tory Craig out of that second unit along with campaigns or campaign and Cam Johnson are out of that second unit, you're running on fumes there. So mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't surprise me, but that's why you didn't see that wire-to-wire run tonight. I mean, at least the positive is that we had four players tonight. I mean, granted, yes, they're all in the starting unit, but four players tonight with 20 or more points. Obviously, Devin had 36, so he basically was like two. My only beef tonight is that um, at the beginning of the game, I I know it's been like this all season where DA plays seven, seven and a half, eight minutes, and then... Javel will come in, spell him for the for the last part of the first and beginning of the second, and then DA will come back to finish up the second half. Um, I'm sorry, but can we can we have a little bit of an adjustment, please? Just a little bit, because DA was cooking. He was cooking, and as soon as he came out of the game, that 16 point lead dwindled all the way down to three within a matter of minutes. Like DA was really steady for them on the offensive side of the, the ball. Um, in the first half, I think he had 14 points in the first quarter. He did. Like, yeah. he was on a roll. He was on a roll. And then they took him out, and rhythm was gone, and, and that was about it after that. And so I just, again, like, just Monty's so good at feeling his players out. I wish he would do that a little bit more with DA and just let him ride a, a few more minutes, just a few, like maybe one or two more minutes, see what you can get out of him, 
and then substitute him out because he's probably gassed at that point. But he was cooking. He was feeling pretty good. He was banging down low. He was playing aggressively. Like, I really liked what Dia was bringing to, to, to the team. I just, oh, it was fr- it's, it's always frustrating with me for Dia because I just feel like he's right there almost half the time and either he can't get the ball when he's hot or, you know, the, the system dictates that he needs to come out of the game and it's just frustrating. I mean, he, he still had a good game, 23 yeah. and 11. I mean, stat line is nice. And in nights where JaVale struggles, I agree with you. But tonight, JaVale was four or six, had eight points, five rebounds. Like, but JaVale, JaVale played but, well, too. Yeah, JaVale played well, and that's that's cool. But the bigger picture is DA. Like, DA is going to win you a championship, not JaVale McGee. Like, I don't care what, what, what in any scenario we talk about. If we get to the championship or if we get to the Western Conference Finals, like, JaVale's an, a nice piece to substitute for DA, but DA is the one that can make a bigger difference difference offensively. Yeah, but wouldn't, like, wouldn't you rather them game. wouldn't you rather them shift those minutes in the playoffs rather than but they a won't. game against but the they Rockets? Won't. But they won't. I don't I, but they won't they, they relied so? on him no. some last no, year they won't do more it. than the regular season. If 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 they had given a little bit of flexibility to DA all season long here or there, like even if he played bad, throttle back his minutes and if he played good, throttle him up. Then maybe I could I could believe that, but it's it's very consistent when Da comes out of the lineup. It's always at the seven eight minute mark in between there. Whatever that first whistle comes, he's out of the game every single time, like clockwork. Same thing in the second quarter when he comes back in, and the same thing in the third quarter when he comes out, and when he comes back in in the fourth quarter, it's 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 clockwork. So I don't think we're going to get to the playoffs, and all of a sudden something's going to change because. That's just not Mon- how money is. Well, if they're not, gonna, with, not with DA, he's not. If they're going to experiment with it, I'd r- much rather have them just ride him when he's hot in the playoffs than do it in a meaningless game against Houston in March. I guess is is my point with it. it to, to your point, though, I'd rather have seen him do it all year. But if you're going to change it now, I'd rather just wait till the playoffs than put extra miles on him at this point. What what's the I point mean, in doing yeah, it? Money is a is a very um, routine kind of coach. He likes to he likes for the players to have a good routine because he believes it makes them feel more comfortable in the system. We talked about that way earlier in the season about JaVale McGee knowing he's always going to play fourteen to sixteen minutes a game. It helps him. Um, so to that degree, I, I get where it's coming from. But when Da, who's your best option at center, is cooking, you gotta let him go. If Devin Booker was was on a heater in the third quarter. Yeah, it might be time to take him out, but you're not going to because he's on fire. You don't take dudes out when they're on fire. And I'm not saying D.A. was like all otherworldly on fire, but there have been instances where D.A. will be seven for seven in the first quarter, yank, and then, you know, that's that's basically all the scoring he has for the night, which sucks. I would like to think at least there's room for adjustment with that in the playoffs, but... I don't know. I guess I mean, until I see it. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. So speaking of DeAndre Ayton, I'm curious, just like what has stood out to you guys the most as of late um, in terms of like the growth that he's shown, some of those small things, the flashes he's showing of potential additions to his game. Lack of hesitation offensively. He's not. He's not overthinking things. He's going straight into his move right away, you know, especially with that jump hook, those mid-range shots when he's taking them. He's going straight into that move. And then obviously last night where he took a, a guy off the dribble caught my attention as well because that's something we haven't seen. But he's not he's, – he's not – He's in a flow offensively. He's not in his head, which was some of the knock in the past. He'd get in his head. He'd lower that ball. He wouldn't take the shot right away. He's not doing that anymore. He's confident. This is the part of the game where um, this is the part of the game where it frustrates us because, or at least it frustrates me, that we can't see what's going on behind the scenes. I can't see when when Monty is breaking down film with Devin Booker or with Da what is going on, what's being said. I would love to think that that Monty is telling Booker, for instance, since he's the basically the captain of the team right now, listen, DA's in a pretty good groove. We want to try and and reward that and we want to try and enhance that to a degree, right? Um so let's 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 modify our own game to help him out to a degree. We've been so used to playing one certain style because maybe he hasn't been as reliable as he used to be in the past, 
But right now, he feels pretty solid down there on the block. Yeah. He's got a really good hook shot going. His short game's really – the floater's going. Like, he's in a nice little groove. Keep it going. Keep it going because he's going to build that confidence more and more and more, and it's going to reward you in the playoffs. When you need another bucket, he can come through with you for another bucket. So that's what I, I hope is going on behind the scenes, and I'm, I'm sure Monty is is pointing that out. Like, hey, look, there was a time where uh, Aaron Holiday came off a pick – didn't even look to the right. And D.A. was wide open down the middle of the floor. And he's the one that set the screen. I was like, bro, you got to see that. You got to know that that's an option. That's like your number one option off a of pick and roll besides you taking it to the basket. And so um, those small little things that, that can make a big difference in a game, especially in a tight game against a really, really good team, that you cannot miss those opportunities um, is what I like to see uh, moving forward. Anything else, Espo, you want to add? No, look, I I like that DA has stepped up without Chris Paul. There was this question, is he a byproduct of the point guard he's playing with? Mm -hmm. He's answered that question. He's not. He's a man that can play without a high-caliber point guard, can help dominate offensively. I think unfairly there were questions about his rebounding, and we talked about this briefly last night, but as Gerald had mentioned, defensively without Chris Paul, you're doing a lot of switching, which pulls him away from the basket. And you're asking him to be more offensively, which takes a toll as well. So mm -hmm. I'm not concerned about the rebounding. I like that he stepped up. He answers the questions about, you know, if he's the byproduct of the point guard. He's not. He's a guy that can do this with or without CB3. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confident about that too. And, and honestly, Suns fans, I would, I, I mean, let's be real. Right now, you're getting a glimpse of what life would be at, be like if you did not have Chris Paul, which we won't have to experience for at least another two years, right? Um, but it's we're it's, setting ourselves up it's, for it's being reasonable. able to handle that. It's reasonable, right? Like you can see the path forward. Like, holy shit, we we got a really good team mm -hmm. with or without Chris Paul. Having Chris Paul just makes it better. Now we haven't played. Um, well, we have played some really really good teams, and we fared well against them. And even when we didn't have Devin Booker. Um, we fared well against them. So it, it's I feel really good about this team and this franchise mm -hmm. and and what they're putting together and how they put it together. And again, James Jones, uh, Jesus, just phenomenal. Smart dude. Phenomenal. This this stretch is why you'll see DA get a max contract this offseason. Uh if if they go that route, this'll be the stretch that defines it because they go okay, he can do it without Chris Paul. He's proven it there. He's proven it in every step we've asked. I think this stretch is what you look back and go, outside of what he does in the playoffs, obviously, this is the stretch that you go, oh, that's how he secured the bag by doing that. Mm -hmm. A couple additional things that came, came from the chat with the DA conversation, Mike B said, to your point, Saul, not just that, but hopefully DA doing what he is doing down low will also draw us more fouls in the playoffs. And then a few things that you guys have all noticed, um, just that you're kind of seeing flashes of potential with DA and things he can add are uh, keeping the ball up. He's dribbling a bit more right now. Mm -hmm. Metal Mike said DA is just grooving right now. Manuel said he's become more confident in his dribble and his court awareness is improving to now know, now he knows when and where to put the ball on the floor. Like it's just these small things that I think um, – we're seeing a little bit more of, and it might be because Chris Paul is not playing that we're able to see a little bit more of this stuff because they have to rely on different ways of winning games without Chris Paul. And we talked when Chris Paul first got hurt, like there is a silver lining to this. Like, does it suck? Yes. 100%. Would we rather have Chris Paul be on the court right now playing with his team? Absolutely. But if you're looking for a silver lining, the silver lining is the growth that is going to come from this stretch of time where they're playing without Chris Paul and even without Cam Johnson and Devin Booker because everyone has to step up in different ways even more. And it's how you respond to that and what you can kind of like tap into to help your team win games that then you can work on and improve on and continue to tap into later on down the road. Shit, they've extended their lead in the West too without Chris Paul during this. I mean, they, they've basically secured the number one seed. They are five. Their magic number is five right now, mm -hmm. which is any combination of their wins and Grizzly slash Golden State losses. Right now, it's Grizzlies losses. Because they're so, neck and neck, I mean, basically. Really, you, they, 
these teams that they're going against, Golden State and, and Memphis, have no wiggle room right now. They basically have to win out, and the Suns would have to completely collapse for the Suns not to be the one seed. It's amazing what they've been able to do in this stretch without Chris Paul. And like you guys mentioned, they missed Devin Booker for a part of that as well. And a lot of that credit goes to DeAndre Ayton for doing that. And Mikhail Bridges. We can't mm-hmm. forget Mikhail as well, who dropped another 25 tonight, played some solid defense as always. He's been huge. He's answered those questions about can he be consistent offensively. He's done that as well. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. We should give some flowers to Mikhail Bridges as well because he finished with 26 points tonight. He had three steals and five assists as well as three rebounds. Last night, he had 20 points. Sunday night, he had 18 points. This is now his 10th consecutive game with 10 or more points. And he also had a streak going. I think the streak snapped. I don't know which loss it was right after the All-Star break. I can't really remember. I'm blanking. But he only had a handful of points in that game. But prior to that, he had another double-figure streak going on of 10 or more points in a game. So, I mean, that consistency, I don't think it's even that we're starting to see. It's already there. Yeah. No, this is his best stretch We're in the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's his best stretch of basketball by far offensively. It's not even close. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, couple, a couple times tonight, they passed the ball into the corner, and it wasn't like he was even wide open. It was contested, but he was like, yeah, I'm shooting this like because I feel good. And he's, a, he's in a nice groove. Like, this whole team is in a pretty good groove right now. Hell, they just put up 129 points um, and made it look pretty nonchalant, to be honest with you. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't any crazy yeah. threes all game. They didn't get a hot streak. It wasn't, well, it was just methodical. The they, just, they just methodically beat the shit out of you. Like, it's, it's awesome. That's it. Yeah, they wear, they wear you down. I mean, and they, you could tell they were like, look, we played last night. We're going to conserve energy. It wasn't, that wasn't book going full, full bore in that game. That that wasn't any of these guys really doing it outside of Tory Craig. I mean, he was going all in, but everybody else kind of was conserving energy. You could tell. Mm -hmm. Metal Mike said, I love that the defensive player of the year is also the funniest dude in the NBA (laughs) referring to Mikhail Bridges. Of course he is. And you know, a lot of people are talking about just how you can tell Mikel's confidence has grown so much this season. And I wonder if that is kind of what's he, – since he's getting a little bit more talkative, I guess you could say, with the officials and just kind of in general, he's you hear him talk a little bit more lately than I think we ever have in out throughout his career. Well, he's, he's becoming an elder statement, statesman on the team. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a it's a veteran group now. Like it's weird to say. I like, know, right? They're in year four, yeah. but it, it is true. Like, it, and, and also Mikhail like went through four years of college too, yeah. so he's a little bit older than obviously Da. And but they're growing up together, and they feel confident together, and it's great to see. Also, Manuel Manuel in the chat said, kind of a dumb question, but do you think that the team will have a little difficulty to adjust to CP3 coming back? I know he's he makes the game easy. But could his ball dominance be something concerning? Um, CP3, there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period, and that's why we hope that he comes back with three or four games left in the yeah. season. But CP3 is so good that it, it, it shouldn't make too much of a difference. Um, CP3 defers to everybody else, especially at the beginning of the games, and then picks and chooses his spots and where to enforce his own offensive abilities and take over a game. So I don't think it's going to be nearly the adjustment – as if it was like Devin Booker coming back, where Devin Booker, although he's a much better playmaker now, still a little bit of a ball-dominant scoring kind of guy. So you got to fit that piece of the cog in there, um, and that takes away from everybody else, whereas CP3 can CP3 literally can go the entire game, have zero points and 20 assists, and be just as effective. Mm-hmm. So it's not as big of an adjustment. Well, and in theory, they, sh- he, they should get better looks, too, because Chris Paul is so good at finding mm-hmm. his teammates in open spots. So it should be a little easier for them offensively to pull it off when Chris Paul yeah. comes back. One thing with Mikhail, I really wish, which I really wish, that's which? what I'm trying to say, that Jokic didn't have the nickname the Joker, because I think it's perfect for Mikhail. 
the way he is humorous. He likes to smile, but he's not afraid to rip your heart out. Like it really <laughs> feels like it would fit for him more based on who he is rather than just his name sounds like Joker, you know, yeah. which is Nick. Le- Are you Jokers. saying that Joker is not a villain? No, no, the Joker's the Joker's Mikhail's not a villain. Act. If you're an opponent, if, if you're an opponent, he yeah, is a you're, million percent. Yeah, he's gonna kill you with a smile, all right? <laughs> like yeah. he'll laugh at okay, you. Okay, yeah. um, My final thought on the whole Chris Paul coming back to this team. Another thing that I think that we should remember too is that Chris Paul is so incredibly intelligent, and he's over there on the bench watching these games right now, studying where players are kind of changing and doing things a little bit different in his absence. And in his brain, he's already calculating, okay, I can help you capitalize on that. I can help you do that more often. Here's how, you know what I mean? He's already playing like all the chess moves way down the line. Like he's already got it in the back of his head, how he's going to be able to just do that and fit right in seamlessly again with this team. So another thought. He's calculating. He, He knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, he's sitting there planning it out and mapping it out. I, I have no no qualms about what's going to happen when CP3 comes back. It'll it'll go back to being one of the best uh, offenses in the NBA. What do, what do we got falling over there? What basketball player MCG is that Blue in the chat. <laughs> yeah, MCG Blue in the chat I think said that was what right basketball when he got checked play? against the boards by Ori. <laughs> yeah. what it, looks like. it does look like he's getting shot I mean, uh, the, in the way he is there. We have a broken... Kind of. I mean, he's not, not broken. broken. He's just, just not on the stand pla- anymore. Yeah, he has a platform, and the platform is yeah. too much for the shelf. So <laughs> we took him off the we stand, just, and now he's just kind nah, of leaning just a little him bit. The, the banister. Yeah, for everyone listening on audio, we're just talking about break. our set. But any um, additional thoughts you guys want to add about Mikel or CP3? I I am very excited to see this version of Mikael Bridges, and we're we're getting close to seeing the complete. Mikhail Bridges and at ninety million for for four years, they got a steal with this guy. What you're getting out of him, it's uh, he's going to be great for a long time. All right, we're going to take a quick break so I can tell you guys about the latest offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So the teams have been selected for the biggest tournament of the year. There's only a few days left to join in on all the action before the first team. Tips off this Thursday. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. So combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with the promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. I feel like my voice is going like gradually throughout this show. It can't because it's just you and I on Friday. I can't carry the show by myself. I don't know what we're going to do, Espel. Not to put you guys on the spot. But but you're going to win anyways. Would either of you happen to have a DraftKings pick of the week off the top of your head for one of these these, uh, gambles around the tournament? Uh, No, just take Arizona and the money and the points. They're going to play right state. Yeah, take them. That's the DraftKings pick of the week. Arizona on the money. Yeah, get, give me whoever they're playing on Sunday. Uh, oh, spicy against U of A. <laughs> I think it'll be close. I don't think they'll lose, but uh, I think it'll be I close fucking hate. <laughs> I just did it. That's exactly no, why no, I no, did it. It's bullshit because he's not really a U of A guy. Like, <laughs> he's it, not. He the did fuck it. out of me. It's funny it. because he went to you. No, he went to you. I know That's he went to U of A, and then he says. Oh, but I also love ASU football. Get the fuck out of here, dude. No, I love ASU basketball. Oh, that's even worse. Football. That's I'm a card-carrying member. 
of the U of A car- crest. Oh. There's no number. It's, like, on the back. it's on the back. You better be careful. It's on the back. Don't worry about that. As for showing off his credit card on camera. Card, yeah. Like, what's the three-digit code, Espo? So I'll keep it. it secret. You can have it. There's no money in there. So, good luck. Oh, my goodness. Also, um, just uh, want to say RIP to Lindsey Smith. Why? What I do? Fifty-five <laughs> wins on the season, and your rest oh. in peace, son's Twitter prediction also goes down with inside. This is from our guy Zona Hoops. Uh, inside so the let's, sun. Let's break this down for anybody who wasn't aware. Zona Hoops, our friend Brandon, um, he every before every season he pulls a whole bunch of people from Sun's Twitter and asks them what their predictions are for the season. All three of us, as well as Gerald, participated. And we finally have the first round of people who have been knocked out because our prediction was wrong. Yep. R.I.P. Lindsey Smith. R.I.P. Espo. Both of you had 55. Actually, no. Espo had 53. 53. I told you guys Um, that last time. Max Hodder, Ralph Amsden, Brendan Clean, Sam Cooper, Jacob Padilla, Jordan Karchner, Sun's Video Breakdown, and Inside the Sun all down. R.I.P. Yeah, so well, I there's some good company there. It's well, not like yeah, we we're the only people. We're to not. We we weren't too crazy. I mean, like I said yesterday, if there was ever a place to be wrong, um, <laughs> that would be the one that I would like to be in. <laughs> but you know, we'll see. We'll see what the Suns are able to get to. Like uh, you guys mentioned, the magic number is five right now for that one seed. There are twelve games remaining. This was win fifty six. Correct. Yes. It's crazy so, that that there's only 12 games remaining in the season. Yeah. So in theory, we could get to 56, 66, 68, 66. Oh, I'm 68. sorry, 68. Yeah, you're right. yeah. That and is you math. said 60. Was I your guess? 60, yep. Okay. So I'm going to be way wrong too. I would like to know who had the top. I'd I have to go back and, and look 60. at that. So that's cool. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that would be ideal for I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm going to say 65. I think they go nine and three the rest of the way. Nine and three the rest I, of the and way. And I think I think most of those losses come after the one seed wrapped up and they just kind of go, all right, let's uh let's just get some rest for some yeah, guys. I think so. They got some pretty tough games coming up too. So um I did want to share this really cool stat that the Suns put out about Tory Craig and his performance tonight. So Tory Craig joins Carl Anthony Towns as the only players in NBA history with 20 or more points, 10 or more rebounds, and two blocks while shooting 100% from the field, a minimum of eight attempts, and the three-point range with a minimum of three attempts in a game. Well, like, I mean, I understand that there's a couple different factors within that, but I still think that's very impressive. Uh, stat line, and not only that, but obviously Carl Anthony Towns is a phenomenal. Imagine that player. guy that went nine for nine and had eighteen points and all those <laughs> other stats. Like, fuck, <laughs> man, really? I got a, I got another one for you from our friends at Stat Muse. Tory Craig is the sixth player in NBA history with a twenty point ten rebound game, one hundred percent field goals, and one hundred percent from three. I mean, so, so he made history. He tonight. had himself a yeah. night, and I, I just wanted to give a little extra. Flowers to Tory Craig because <laughs> you this? love to see uh, it. A little extra flower, I don't know, like you're I was baking gonna, with Tory. I was Craig? gonna like, say something like that, but I don't know. It was just a weird. Put some salt down. Yeah, give him flowers. I did salt bay movements for giving flowers. I don't know. It was really weird. <laughs> Lindsay's just chopping up the flowers and putting them on people's graves. Like, <laughs> Sprinkle. What, what you know it? what I think? I was thinking. I was thinking. I was like petals, like a flower girl. Gotcha. I think that's where my brain went, but or at least my hand, whatever. Anyway, Gerald's here, guys. Gerald, welcome. Thank you. How'd it go talking with Monty and the players? Good. We talked to Monty, uh, Book, Mikhail, and Tori Craig. So a little bit more guys to talk to tonight. Um, Monty's big thing was that, you know, we hold ourselves when we talk about how we're playing on a scale of one to 10, we talk seven to 10. We don't talk one to 10. And he felt like that first half, they were below their normal standard. So in the second half, he liked the way that they responded to not playing to their standard in that first half. Um, and obviously, Tory Craig was kind of the big talking point as far as the night that he had to be perfect from the field on the second night of a back-to-back. Monty loved that on top of the defense and the rebounding that he was bringing to the table. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of praise for Book, obviously, for what the way that the game changed in that third quarter when he started going off 
um, and just kind of blew the game open. So there was a lot of good stuff to talk about. It was funny because Tori said he didn't know he was going to be starting for Jay until he showed up to the arena. And he was like, yeah, the coaches told me I was going to start. And I was like, cool. So he <laughs> well, was I don't cool. even know if they yeah. knew that Jay was going to be out until the sa- when they started. Well, yeah, or and when they the, arrived to the arena. That's the thing is he wasn't listed on the injury report, even the most recent one leading up to the game. So it was kind of like a last minute change we found out from Monty in pregame. And normally that's only for like game time decision type stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was probably a late scratch on that one. He looked I'm, okay on the bench. Yeah, he looks fine. <laughs> Low-key surprise, Monty even brought it up pregame and didn't just let you guys figure out when they sent the tweet. Yeah, I mean, we were lucky Dwayne asked about the dual big lineup because then he had to kind of comment on it and he brought it up. So that was that was convenient. What did Tori say about his big game tonight? Yeah, it was kind of funny because uh, Mikhail was saying that DA in the locker room was all excited for him. He was hollering out his stats. He's like, 21 points, 14 rebounds, perfect shooting. And Tori was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. And so we asked him, like, were you excited? He was like, no, I was excited, but I was more excited to get the win. So that's what they always say. And I just wish, listen, a guy like Devin or Chris Paul saying that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because this type of night happens all the time for them. Right. But a guy like Tori Craig, I want him to be like, yeah, it was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'd much rather have a win. Even CP3 and Devin, like, like, sometimes I just wish they would be like, Oh no! Yeah, it was it was cool. It was even better beating that motherfucker over there that was talking <laughs> shit the whole game. Like, I wish we could just get that one time. Yeah. Like, let me feel it just once. Might have been able to get Mikhail to say that tonight. I mean, he seemed he seemed pretty uh, well. Fired up. They say it out there on the court. And Mikhail's oh, getting yeah. a little spicier on uh, some of these platforms with JJ Reddick's podcast. Yes. He's he's letting a few f bombs go. Oh yeah. So Mikhail's getting <laughs> real spicy. He said the other day when we asked him about that, he said his mom has been in his ear about his potty mouth when he's Aww. been on the podcast. So, <laughs> That's cute. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I feel like on the one hand, I'd love to get that. But on the other hand, they know the name of the game and they saw like, you know, the stupid shit Anthony Davis said the other day. They're one of those teams that doesn't like to give you bulletin board material if they can help yeah. it. Yeah, that's fair. Anything else stand out to you from the players tonight? Uh, I mean, not really. It was kind of a straightforward game, like... Tory Craig played well. Book went off. It's Houston. It's it's the Rockets, and I, I think they were at halftime. They kind of looked at themselves and were like, "We we need to just end this game." Like even on the second night of back to back, we're not playing to our standards. We need to be better, and and that's when the game kind of flipped. Uh, Mike B in the chat wants to know if you know why they call Tory Craig Big Country. I don't think I do. I think. I think we might have asked him about that last year when he joined the team, and I forgot what the reason might be. I'll have to look into that. You're gonna that have to go do to an advanced search on your Twitter. Yes. I'm sure you tweeted it. <laughs> I'm sure it I did at I'm some sure point last year. Um, all right, Gerald. Thank you for the updates. As always, I do want to get your thoughts on a couple things that we already spoke about. Um, DeAndre Ayton. So, I just want to know from your perspective what has stood out to you the most as of late as far as his growth and things that he's kind of shown us some glimpses of. Yeah, I mean, I wrote about this earlier this week, but the big thing is just how automatic he's become um, with his hook shot, with his floater, and especially with his mid-range jumper. You know, we've talked a lot in the past how we felt like sometimes when DA takes that mid-range, it feels like he's settling. And that's because, you know, he had pretty decent efficiency but lately, it's just become an automatic weapon in his arsenal. And that's the type of growth that we, I think all of us have wanted to see from him. You know, it's not three-point range, but when you can hit that shot that defenses are giving you, especially without Chris Paul when they're sagging and trying to take away his dives to the rim, you know, he's shooting something like 60% on jump shots since the All-Star break, which is insane. And for him to be doing that without the guy who was feeding him, I think, on 45% of his made baskets before the break, that's insane. So the fact that he's become, you know, this reliable go-to option in the offense, um, it's it's a, it's really impressive to me. You know, we, there's been a lot of talk about the rebounding thing, but the more dimensions that this team has on the offensive end that they can rely on in a playoff series when teams hone in on Booker and when they hone in on Chris Paul, that's going to be huge because you can't take away that pick and roll anymore like you used to with DA's growth in the role, with Mikhail Bridges' ability to tack off the dribble, with Cam Johnson, the way that he's grown this year, like this team just has too many weapons. So it's really big 
this stretch that DA has been able to put together these efficient, high scoring games that Mikael Bridges has been able to be really consistent as a double digit scorer. Those are all going to help them down the road in the playoffs. And then one thing that Saul brought up was um, obviously we had talked about it while we were watching the game. Mm. DA leaving um, a little more than maybe three quarters of the way through the first quarter and then not coming back for mm. until like six, seven minutes into the second quarter. Mm. Do you think that changes at all come playoffs? Do you think he yeah. sees more playing time or do you think it stays pretty consistent? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it definitely bumps up in the playoffs, but I think what we saw tonight was pretty consistent with normal rotations, especially on the second night of a back-to-back. Like, he still played 31 minutes tonight. He had it going early, so maybe there's an argument there. You can leave him in for, like, an extra minute or so. But at the same time, he did play the first, like, nine minutes of the first quarter. And that's usually – he usually plays, like, nine to ten, and then he comes in around that six, seven-minute mark. Um, and, you know, it, it's one of those things where I know people want to see him go for his career high. They want to see him have a night where he just balls out. But it's just one of those things where defenses adjust to how they're playing D.A. and how they're playing the Suns team. And I think we've seen it so many times now, like D.A. goes off early, defenses adjust, and that opens things up for the guards. Like, you know, they dropped 35, 24, 36, 34 in the four quarters tonight. Like they had three 30 plus quarters. They won by 17 the second night of back to back. Like I wouldn't be concerned about it. I think in the playoffs, his minutes will bump up for sure. Um, but this is just a situation where it's the worst team in the NBA on the second night of back. You back to back. You want to get the win, but you also want to keep guys as low as possible, except for Mikhail Bridges, who of course played forty four minutes because he's just that, Iron that's Man. That's just him. Man. Yeah, that's just that's just what he does. Monty was actually saying, or it was uh, who was it? it was Book or Monty was saying that after the game, he was like hopping around in the locker room like he hadn't just played forty four minutes <laughs> on the second night of a back to back. So that guy just has limitless energy for some reason must be nice (laughs) (laughs) i would love to have that much energy jeez oh pete all right gentlemen anything else you you and the phrases it always gets because for my entire my entire career i have not cussed at all on any sort of platform until this one is the only one that it has been like encouraged right (laughs) everything else has been the opposite so I had to come up. Bonus if you cross the threshold. <laughs> I had to come up. Saul's gotten three bonuses. Lindsay didn't know that. She didn't read her contract. So hey, you just got yourself more money. And uh, so I just decided to go old timey with it. I was like, fine. I'll just throw a bunch of old school words out here. In a contract. Somebody's contract. You should see if they would have done it. You should have. That would have been actually I think really fun. So. Think- <laughs> Saul's crossed seven figures with all your I actually bought myself a new car <laughs> off of all my cussing. Anything uh, else that you guys want to discuss from tonight's game? No, I think we've I this so. one day. Into the <laughs> we murdered this thing. We are dancing on its grave right now. I feel like we've only been talking for like 40 minutes. Anyway, we have one final segment for you guys. As I mentioned in the pregame show, if you joined us oh, yesterday, I challenged Gerald that he would be able to name three synonyms for any word that we threw at him. Yeah. So now is the time to see if Gerald is going to let me be right <laughs> or if Gerald is going to make me be wrong here. Oh, so each boy. of us have decided, depending on how this goes, how quickly this goes, mm. we brought two words for you each. Okay. We're going to start with one, of course, and just kind of see how this goes. I can confirm he does not have yeah, thesaurus.com yeah, no up on his, uh, his computer. <laughs> okay, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Girth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I knew uh, one of you would do this. With mass thickness. Hey, look at that. <laughs> all, all equally uncomfortable. Yes, yes. Uh, beautiful. Uh, gorgeous, attractive, um... Cute. Thank you. That works. <laughs> uh, accurate. Uh, precise, correct, truthful. Damn. See, Let's go oh, one more. Is... See, this is why I told you we needed okay. to bring two words. Go ahead. Well, let's start. Let's start oh, back. We're going to draft yeah. this. Oh, my yeah, turn? Yeah, your turn. Demolish. Uh, obliterate, wreck, destroy. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking A. <laughs> uh, incredible. Uh, fantastic, superb, wonderful. Oh, let's let's try to dig deep. Leah, uh, pick a hard one. Uh, <laughs> superfluous. Oh, superfluous. Uh, extra, unnecessary. Ooh. Um, you might have me on this one. Come on, Gerald, you can do it. You got it. You I'm got thinking it. superfluous. You said extra, extra unnecessary. Unnecessary. Mm. Come on, Gerald. Needless. I don't know. What'd you say? I would count that. <laughs> What'd you yeah. say? It's close to necessary, but we, I said needless. Have, yeah, unneeded is one. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's that would be a good yeah. one. Uh, the chat has one. Opaque. Ugh. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Let me Google this so I can see it. Transparent and or or as MCG, MCG Blue says, three cinnamon cinnamons for cinnamons. Fodouche. I'm not going to. Marquis, Marcus, and Robert Orr. Oh, there we go. See, I'm not the only one with talents. Okay, do opaque. Okay. You know what opaque means. I got the Opaque is the one that you like can't see through, right? Right. Okay, because I always get confused between those. Um, I can get this one. I think I can get this one. This one's tough. You can do this, Gerald. Opaque. Like, just look at that, what we have on the windows, <laughs> and describe it. I mean, black. No, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, viewing, the viewing part of it. Um, no. I don't know. In one word, though, like, because I could say, like, obstructing view or no, like. No, one word. One word. Can't see through. Do you want me to give you three? Give me, give me one. Give you one. Give me a starter. No, no. It's cloudy. Cloudy is one. Oh, okay. Um, cloudy. I don't know. I'm getting caught up on opaque stuff. Murky. Yes, murky. Oh, sure, murky you could do that. Another. Okay. Non-transparent, blurred, filmy, smeared, hazy, misty. But I thought opaque was like you literally can't see anything. No, I feel like most of those it's, are. It's more you can like see kind of through. It, oh, okay. Which not. one's the one that you can't see anything through it? That's just. A wall. Unless <laughs> you're Superman. How about Lakers? Like yeah. you can't see your way out of that one. Trash. Garbage. Steven in the chat said do Lakers. Assholes. Lakers. <laughs> Awful. Uh, oh losing time. <laughs> that was fun, Gerald. I'm really impressed. I feel like Saul owes me twenty dollars. What? Now Saul just has to pay money. Yesterday I said I bet you twenty bucks. You didn't agree, but I also said I would have fun with this topic, and I did not have as much fun as you did. (laughs) How do you figure? I think you had a lot more fun. When did I say I would have fun? Oh, that's what I heard. That's just like no one had fun. That's just rude. (laughs) We hated this. Gerald, I enjoyed your wordsmithing as I I always do. And if you enjoy Gerald's wordsmithing, head over to gophnx.com. Read everything that Gerald writes. Every last damn word. You don't need to know (laughs) synonyms for them. You just need to enjoy the words that he writes because they are fantastic. You'll get insight on the suns that you're getting nowhere else. I mean, he puts in the work and all these other guys, not so much. Gerald, he puts in the work. <laughs> so go Thank to, go to go. Right. Subscribe okay. today. If you get, go ahead annual. and cut that, <laughs> put that on social. I'm looking at you. Reporters. Uh, and, Dwayne uh, Rankin, oh, Kellen Olson. Oh, I'm calling no. you all out. Oh, Gerald's the best in the business. Oh, all right. You, Dwayne and Kellen. The best in the business. We, we can all coexist so, in yes. peace. Hey, I like, like all, I'm not saying those guys are bad. No, like you basically just, are just throwing them into no. their graves right now. I'm saying you guys are good. Gerald's better. That's all I'm saying. We and if you, want the best son, if you want the best uh, son, three out of four possible. people on this panel do not agree uh, or will not say <laughs> that out loud. I will talk my man The up. views of Espo do not reflect on any of the other people in this room or this company for that matter. <laughs> if, if you want to get in the octagon and with the girl, no you you're going to lose, all right? Oh this God. man's the best there is in the NBA. Oh, Suck it all up. Coincidentally, coincidentally, have you guys ever noticed when Espo and I or Espo and anybody else outside of you host the show? Have you ever noticed what he does? Mm. What? Immediately off the top, he goes complete anchor voice. Does he? <laughs> Listen to the episodes. Of course. I noticed it the other day. He's it's like, hosted. hello, 
and welcome to PHNX. And I'm like, what the fuck yeah, is going you on got a right host. now? <laughs> I can't just be like, yeah, welcome into this thing. We're here. <laughs> Why can't you just talk like you normally yeah, do? Yeah, but that's true. One person has to at least sound excited. You got to bring there. energy. But you're like, but you, you don't, you're the same all the no. time. No, no not, not even close. Top. If I wasn't excited, so we would all, <laughs> well, <laughs> who the hell puts a shelf at the, in, in the same area that your head was a concussion protocol for half the show. <laughs> so half the game yeah. today. I was like, do you need some ice? She was like, no. And then, and then Espo comes in with a Coke. And she takes the coke and puts it on her head. I'm like, I would have gotten you ice. Saul literally hung a shelf, like, right behind my... Like, the corner is literally right behind my head, people. It was intentional. Show, show, you, like, show you one I, to have I, your good side show. lawyer, so says Jay. Where, where are you? I need you to help me, please. Workers comp. Exactly. And go back and listen. Lindsay does bring a different energy off the top... Totally. ...than other portions of the show. You have to set the tone at the yeah. beginning. Feel like you do. Yes, I do. You're just used yes. to it now. You are used to it now. But it's like, like radio shock jock voice, you, you, though. You like, used you to can, be. You can still be you, Espo, and have energy, and, and, but me. you don't have to channel your alter ego and be like, ah, shock jock radio. Hey, welcome to ninety eight point seven, folks. That's Here not we what go. I was doing when if. <laughs> You were used to it when I used to host this show. It's just what you have to do off the top. By the way, I don't think it's controversial to say that Gerald's the best. We're gonna in the go back to this. <laughs> I'm just gonna make that clear. Like, why are we? We can't go back. Oh, we can go wherever the hell I want to okay. take. All right, us, we're all right? gonna go back Until then. Espo absolutely sucks for picking against the U of A. How about that? Uh -oh. He picked against the U of no, A. He said, "I'm picking no. whoever's playing U of A and their points. I'm taking I said, whoever." Wow. He, they're playing in the points. I didn't say they were okay. going to win. Fucking I didn't say geez. take the money line. I said oh on Sunday, gosh. take the points yeah. because I think they're going to have yeah. a large line. Because he and never think, has faith in any of these I teams. I don't have to have faith in them. You know, I'm the only one that almost got tonight's score right. You want to talk about 53 that? 53 wins, too. You uh -huh. were way off on yeah, that. Well, you know what I find well, really entertaining? <laughs> I'm just telling you. I think you're fantastic, Gerald. Thanks, Espo. Don't listen to whatever these two say. They want to give everybody else shine and not my guy, the girth. You deserve all the shine there is out there. Uh, you are the best I've ever seen at this. Well, you put Paul Coro to shame. No, I love no. you. I love oh. you, Pete Coro. I know where the line is. Oh my is. goodness. This is my favorite Coincidentally, this the is night. the first thing he said to me when we were talking about who are we gonna put together for sons? Like the same thing, like 15 minutes. Oh my god, we gotta go, Gerald. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I was like, okay, so I Aww, guess we're going Gerald. Nice. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, see, <laughs> I don't lie, I'm just telling my truth right now. Can I tell you about the funniest comment in the chat tonight? Yes, What's you that? can. Um, MCG Blue said Gerald moved his hand quick when Espo was about to put it on top. <laughs> <laughs> and it was if you're an listening to this on slight. audio, we have chairs that are right next to each other. And Gerald has his hand on his armrest and Espo's got his right next to it. But Espo was getting real like... like his hands were flying when he was going He was invading the space. I was very passionate. I'm Italian. The hands fly. I'm passionate about Gerald being the best in the business. Oh. Go subscribe to gophnx.com so you can learn what I already know, that this man's highly talented. Uh, I appreciate that. All right. I think this is about time you know, where we so say if goodbye. If you were nicer to me, I'd be your hype man, I don't too. want you to be my hype man. I don't care if you're my hype man. You guys just know how to push each other's buttons, and you refuse to not not push their buttons. This is true. Like you always have to start some sort of. Like waiting for an old time. This, I was thinking that, and I was like, <laughs> some I kind of Donnie Burrow. This is this is what happens, okay, Linz. Let's go. Let's break this down. Oh my okay? god, I didn't. The mean reason to why Espo and I push each other's buttons is because every time we push the buttons of somebody else, well, not you, Gerald, because you're like hardly ever here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is every time we go after Lindsay, Lindsay has to find somebody else to team up against the other person. That's so not she true. You do it every right when Gerald is here. Gerald is laughing because he knows it's true. <laughs> Gerald is here. It's immediate that he is your back. Like that's why every time Shoot. have you noticed when when he's about I'm to disagree, smart. when I'm he's about smart. to disagree, you go, "Don't you do it, Gerald?" And you shut him the fuck up right away. You know your place when it comes to Lindsey Smith. Damn it, everybody else, fair game. Doesn't matter when Gerald leaves. 
It's Espo. She goes right at Espo, keeps him on her side, and it's me on this motherfucking island all by my damn self. It's bullshit. So did she notice as soon as you started saying that, she looks at me, that's not true. <laughs> Immediately. Do you, do you realize that this, if you and I weren't here, this would be the most polite oh. show on the internet. They would always get along. It'd be super calm. Oh. Like It'd be 30 minutes and they'd just be in and out. Nope. We had to go. And by and, the way, and, and just like MCG Blue said, and that's why I installed the shelf right behind her head. <laughs> by the way, can I get oh can I get God. the ISO cam here? Where, where, where's just like here we go. <laughs> Gerald Bourget oh. is the best in the NBA. Just wanted to give oh it to you one more time. Edward said Lindsay's the last survivor on the island. That's because I know how to play the game, so. No, listen, I know if, how to play if the we game, actually so. got to an island, I would just run to the other side. I would just run to the other side and I take my chances in about fucking four weeks, come back, hope they're all dead. And I'm like, okay, I won. You I won. I won. I won. Lindsay killed off Espo and Gerald and then starved to death. And then I won. That's I would just run would straight out in the water. Yes. I would just be like, not worth it. Let's oh go. God. Lindsay convinced me to team up on Espo and then stabbed me in the back. Yes, that's exactly how that goes. I mean, no. she is, when she does that, she goes from Lindsay to Lindsay. Yeah. I, love, I love how quick he's just like, yep, I teamed up against that. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> that was the plan the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's not me. Maybe, maybe it's that's why he felt so awkward and you were hyping maybe him up. He was like, oh, I kill him the first chance I got. So I appreciate the kind words, Eskimo, but you're the first one off the island, buddy. Oh, maybe God. Gerald is the ringleader. We don't you, realize man. it. He's it's always the quiet one. He's the fool, man. He is. Gerald's playing all of us. The he keeps his distance. Oh That's why God. he comes onto these shows from the road or from the <laughs> arena. He knows when to pick his spots, and then he attacks. And he the, does. We don't even uh, see it coming. The puppet master. Yes. <laughs> the girth puppet master. Oh, yes. That was funny. <laughs> I'm not even mad at any of that at all. Oh, okay, God. well, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate so there, you. You're welcome. That's the explanation of why Espo and I go at each other all the time. Wait, what? Was it's brotherly love. That seemed like a really long explanation. Well, but you got it. When isn't it on this show? Yeah. It's always that's a long fair. explanation. I didn't realize that's where this started from. Um, but thank you for tuning in. We appreciate <laughs> you as always. <laughs> if you are watching this on our YouTube page, be sure to uh, hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, and turn on notifications. If you are listening to this on whatever platform you listen to your podcast on, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review we are taking tomorrow, Thursday off. We will be back on Friday with another pregame show and a postgame show for you. So plan to come hang out with us then. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just remember, I'll be the first one to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy. <laughs>